but uh, I have never been so nervous after you called me Tuesday and asked me about speaking tonight, and I'm going to be speaking from Genesis chapter 8. Let us bow our heads for a moment. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk. And God, I ask that you touch lips of clay, that they'll speak as an oracle of God. And I'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to start reading it about verse 8. And also he sent forth a dove, talking about Noah and the flood, and Genesis chapter 8, verse 8. And also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the earth. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her feet, and she returned unto him. And the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And, it, and he stayed yet another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came unto him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off, so Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet another seven days, and he sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him. And it came to pass in the 601st year of the first month of the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. I want to preach a message tonight entitled, The Flight of the Dove. That dove is so important in our lives, and we, we don't pay it enough attention. We, we get caught up in our daily cares. But I find that Noah sent forth that dove, and we follow that dove down through history. It's all through the Bible. I find that that dove went and sat on a man named Abraham and told him, get your son, take him to the mountain, and offer him for a sacrifice. And he goes up on the mountain, and he offers his son as a sacrifice, puts him out, and the father says, son, we've got, dad, dad, we've got wood, we've got stuff to make fire, but we don't have a sacrifice. And Abraham said, but God will provide himself a sacrifice. And so when, when the dove, dove showed up, he said, don't kill your son. God has put a ram in the bush. God always shows up. He may be late in my clock, but he's always on time in his clock. And he wants to show up in our life and to guide us if we'll just let him. And I find after Abraham that that dove went to a man named Isaac, his son, and led him through many things. And Abraham redug the wells of Abraham, and the Lord blessed him a hundredfold. God wants to bless us today in this community if we'll just let him control us. Let him speak to us. Tell us when to walk. Tell us when. You know, there's been times I've been here for several years, and I'm getting, getting restless, and I was talking to God about doing this or that. He said, just stand still. Just stand still. Sometimes standing still is harder than running. You know that? It takes more energy to stand than to go when God tells you to go. 
And God blessed Isaac more than you can imagine because the dove was on his shoulders. And I'm moving pretty quick, but that's all right. Then it went down to a man named Elijah and got on his shoulders. And it led him through many things. It led Elijah to where he could call fire down from heaven. He, God wants to use us today. See, the thing about it is, God needs us. We're, we, and we need God. And we got to listen to him when he speaks because we're needed in this place. God needs you. He needs the work you've got to do. I was thinking and I was driving over here tonight. I can remember when I was in the fourth grade. My fourth grade teacher, I kept getting up looking at the chalkboard. And she'd give me a note, said, take this to your mother. Said, I think you need glasses. We went to church that Wednesday night. They give an altar I hit that altar. And when I quit praying, there's nobody in the church but me, the pastor, his wife, and my mom. I cried, I begged, and I plead. And mom said, what's wrong with you? I said, I've never seen a preacher that had to wear glasses. I knew then I was called to preach. You'll know when the dove sits down on you. you know when the dove begins to speak to you. If you'll just listen. You don't have to be a certain age or a certain number. Now, I was later before I really started preaching. But you know what? God knows what he's doing if we'll just let him sit on our shoulder and we'll listen. God does speak in an audible voice that you can hear. He don't stutter. He don't stutter. He speaks and tells you what he wants and what he expects of us. Then we follow that dove down to this sheep herder. He's herding his father-in-law's sheep in the desert. And the Lord calls him to a side. And a bush is burning. But it's not being consumed. Moses steps over to see what's going on. And the dove sits on his shoulder. And tells him, I'm going to use you. To, live, to deliver my people. God, your people have been in bondage a long time. It's going to take more than me. Not if you'll do what I tell you to do. Let me tell you something. The, I don't care how much the impossible faces you. Everything is possible when God gets in it. Most of the time, we tie our own hand. Well, that's too big for me. It's not too big for my God. My God can do anything. He can burn a bush without consuming it. He can burn you without consuming you. Moses goes in before Pharaoh time and time again because the dove keeps driving him back and forth. Go, go, go. And you know what? He keeps going. And one day they come marching out of that and left Egypt broke, took everything, because that's what God told him he was going to do. Listen to me. You don't have to be a, a rocket scientist. You don't have to be a major scholar. If it depended on grades, Lord knows I would not be here or anywhere I have been. But God knows what he's doing. So we got to trust him 
in the hour when he speaks to us to do what he tells us to do. Then we find God moves on three Hebrew boys. And the king says, bow. We're not bowing. And I'm going to throw you in the furnace. I'm going to heat it seven times hotter than it's ever been. And they heat the furnace. And they throw them in there. And when they look in there, they're just having a good old time. What, what's going on? You can hear old Shadrach say, pull up a chair, boys. Warm your hands. We're not going nowhere. We're staying right here. That's what we didn't make up our mind. Devil, you might as well move because you've got against somebody more stubborn than you are. The king said, we only threw three in there. But I see a fourth one. How do you know what the Son of God looked like? I see a fourth one, and he looks like the Son of God. Let me tell you something. God will show up to your enemies if you'll just stand where you're at and not change because the dove loves you and he will take care of you. So many times we get into situations. We get into problems and we try to handle them. You know, you know what, handles, what happens to me when I handle my problems? I get myself in a mess. And it's harder to get out of the mess than just do what God told me to do. Amen. Somebody else say amen. I know I'm not the only one that's been in that shape. Huh? I've got myself in some fixes. And I'm trying to tell God about it. He said, you wouldn't listen. Now you're, now you're there. I'll get you out of it. But you better listen to me. Maybe God don't speak to you like that. But he gets pretty rough with me sometimes. Amen. He, he'll just set me down and tell me, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done this. You know, sometimes we're good at engaging our mouth before we engage our brain. And the minute it comes out of our mouth, we know we should have kept it in. Amen. But that dove is there because he loves us. And he will make it all work out if we'll just start listening. God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to guide my footsteps. I want you to lead me here. I want you to lead me there. Wherever you send me. He's, I, I've, made, I've made mission trips to Mexico. I've been to old Mexico 19 times. Nine times I've by myself. And all, I only know two words in Spanish. It's baño, which is bathroom, and muy vaquito. Nothing. I don't know anything about Spanish. But I survived down there because God had sent me down there. I've been out to the Indian Red. I preached, preached a message one time. And, and, and I, God fights fears. But you know what? In the Cherokee language, there's no interpretation for the word of fear. That just weren't my message. But you know what? God pulled me out of it. If you'll let him, he'll move for you. If we'll just stand still a minute and say, God, I need to check myself. And I need you to speak to me. And I need you to guide me. But most of the time we're too bullheaded. Amen. We, we get our horns out. We're, we're going to tear this thing up or we're going to make it work. And we end up in more trouble. She just said that was him. 
<laughs> Amen. I'm there too, brother. Don't worry about it. Phil said, I am one. Are you one? Amen. Yes, I am. Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth, and it's hard to get it in there because the other one's already in there. But God will get us out of it if we will allow him to. He will move for us. Most of the time, we're too afraid to move. What if it don't work? What if it does? What if he don't move? What if he does? God will always show up right on time. He'll, he, most of the time, he won't be early because we'll get too confident. But he'll show up right when you need him. He will deliver you right when you need it. He'll take you through the storm right when you need it. He'll send the water when you need it. He'll send the blessings when you need it. We find in the New Testament that dove flies on over there, lands on the shoulder of a man named John the Baptist. Now a lot of us are like John. We'll get ourselves in more trouble that we can get ourselves out of. They beheaded John the Baptist because he was a Pentecost man. They behead me. That's why I want them to take my head because I believe in Jesus. And I believe he died for our sins. And I believe he sent us a comforter, the Holy Ghost, which is a spirit that is in this land today. John's standing at the river and he's baptizing Jesus. And when Jesus comes up out of the water, a dove comes and sits on his shoulder. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. See, we just put it all together. But he's saying, this is my son who I live in. And I'm pleased with you, son. Amen. And that dove goes with Jesus through history, through time. And then finally, they get down and they crucify Jesus. Now he's, he's in heaven with the Father. And it took ten days for the angels to glorify Jesus enough that God could send the Holy Ghost. Amen? We think we can come in here in five minutes and work the glory up. Just... Just get it done. No, it took the angels 10 days to praise Jesus enough that God would send his spirit back to us. But Jesus is standing there and God's looking. He said, what's that on your shoulder, son? He said, Dad, that's that dove you sent to me when John baptized me. God just reaches up and takes it off his shoulder and throws it into an upper room. And 120 Get the dove in their lives. Now it's inside of them. It's not on them. It's not guiding them from the outside. Now he dwells inside of us. And every one of us here, so we got a feeling when he speaks, when he guides us. I took a church, the first church I took, it had been open six, six months. And I was the sixth pastor. And it was closed two months because one, one of the men that caused all the problems threatened, threatened to shoot a man. He said, if you show up to church tonight, that man told that pastor, said, if you show up tonight, 
I will shoot you. The man went and got in his car and went home and never went back. Lord told me to go. I went to the state overseer, talked to him. He said, I'm not going to send you. You're too young. He said, do you know the problem with that church? I said, yes, sir. But God told me to go. I'm not sending you. I said, I'm going to tell you what, sir. And I asked him if he knew my, who my grandfather was. He said, yes, sir. I said, my grandfather was a charter member of two of your churches. And he said, if you don't give me your church, he'll buy me a church there. I'm going because God told me to go. He said, well, you're the new pastor of the Bicknell Church of God. And I went and stayed three years. And we, we got up in crowd. The building wasn't even big enough to hold the people that they had bought. And we filled it up, took walls out and everything else. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll follow the dove, you will never go wrong. Sometimes he'll get you into some things, but he'll always get you out of it. The, great, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God can't take care of you and can't protect you. Sometimes we forget that. huh? I get in some place and I say, what are we doing here? I sent you here. Really? Can you send me home? <laughs> huh? There's been times that God told me to go home, I'd be glad. Some of you have felt the same way because God will not take us where he cannot protect us and he cannot keep us if we'll just rely on him. Then on the day of Pentecost, that dove showed up in that upper room. And it landed on all of them in the room. Now it don't just land on one or two, but it lands as many that will open their heart up and let him live inside of them. Amen. Why don't you just say, Holy Ghost, take all of me. Take all of me. He sent me to Arkansas to pastor a church. They were having problems, fussing and fight. I don't know why I always get to churches that fuss and fight first. They were fussing and fighting and arguing. I wasn't even licensed with the group, but, but my wife at the time was the overseer's daughter. And I went to him and I said, Dad, if you appoint her as pastor, I don't have license with you, but I'll give me the oversight, I'll pull that thing out. The most they'd ever, ever kept a preacher was two years, and I stayed 30 years. I'm going to tell you, when you got God on you, you, in you, on you, about you, you can do what he tells you to do. The biggest thing about it was, I'm out visiting, we're doing something for, for the Christmas parade, and this brother keeps saying, I'm an old man, I'm an old man, I'm an old man. He said, I better quit saying that. You're, you're about my age. I said, well, how old are you? He said, I'm 42. I said, my mom's 42. He said, how old are you? I said, 23. He said, no, you're not. I pulled my driver's license out and showed him to him. The guy, one of my best friends was 30, and he ran for the church, and they told him he was too young. I'm good for looking old, I guess, because if not, I wouldn't have got to church. Amen. God knows what he's doing when he calls you. God knows what you're capable of. He knows what it takes to make you. If you'll let God make you, you'll come out of this being a man of God or a woman of God. It's not always easy, but it's always blessings. 
God will run you down to bless you. Blessings will ch chase you down. The Bible says they'll run you down. You've got to get rid These blessings will overflow in your life if you'll just listen. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. No, not that, Lord. Give me something else. How many ever said that? Huh? Not that, Lord. Send me somewhere else. God will do abundantly above what you ask or imagine. We took a little church when we left Arkansas. Preacher friend of mine had a plane, flew all over the United States preaching revivals, crashed that thing twice, like to never survive one of them, but God healed him. They told him he'd never walk. They wasn't even going to sew him up. His nose was cut off, turned upside down. His hips come out his hip, hip pockets. They told his wife he ain't going to live. She said, yes, he is, and you're going to sew him up. No, we're just waiting. No, you're going to sew him up. They sewed him up. They told him he'd never walk. Put him in a wheelchair. One night he's at church, rolling around that gymnasium. They had church in the gymnasium, preaching. And he said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He said, God spoke to him and said, if it's not now, when is it faith? He told his church to stand, and he got up and walked out of that wheelchair because the Holy Ghost said, it's now. If you just listen, he'll work the unbelievable in your life. If it's impossible, he specializes in that. That's his specialty. When I make a mess of things, I say, God, you're going to have to straighten this out because I've done messed up. You know what he tells me? I know. But you know what he does? He always makes it come out right. And he called me a year before, wanted me to come pastor that church, and he offered me the money was unbelievable. Had a brand new home he'd just built. I could move it in as a parsonage. I said, I can't. I just took this church back for a couple years. So we're down there two years later, and I'm preaching part of the camp meeting. Me and him's out during the day running errands, and he said, Brother Blind, said, I'm in a mess. Said, I turned this church over to my grandfather. He said, he just dismisses services. If he don't feel right, people show up and the doors are locked. He said, I got... This building would seat 500 people, 488 comfortable, had a full gymnasium. I mean, it was the biggest, most beautiful facility I've ever been in. He said, I had to sell the house, the house he was going to give me to move in. He said, he said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, if a man come to help me now, all I could tell him, he'd have to trust God. And while he was speaking in this ear, something spoke in this ear and said, that's the best offer you've had. You've never gone wrong trusting me. I got up preaching that night, went in, the wife's crying on the floor, and I said, what's wrong with you? She said, it's time to move to Florida, ain't it? I said, I just got the best offer I've ever had. She jumped up and down and said, yay. So what did he offer you? I said, he said, I'd have to trust God. She said, we've never gone wrong doing that. We took a church running seven people. Building seat 500 had seven. You talk about an empty building. And in three months, we're running 135. Why? Because God sent us. 
God sent us to that place and he made a way where there seemed to be no way. God specializes in the impossibles. That's what he's easiest to him. The more impossible it is to him, it's just a snap of his finger. If we'll just take the limits off of him, he will move for us. Listen to the dove. He's speaking. I, I knew when I was, would be asked to preach sooner or later, God told me he wanted me to preach this message. We lived here in Sullivan for a short while. And God spoke to me about a church. Spoke to me about this building. And I tried to tell the wife, and she said, No, no, God ain't spoke to you. I said, Yes, he has. Two weeks later, I'm at my mom's church in Bicknell, and this preacher comes in. We go out to McDonald's after, and he said, I, The reason I'm here tonight is that God's sending me to Sullivan. And he told me to come and talk to you. I said, Well, I'm, I'm fixing to go to Sullivan. He said, well, I'm starting a church up there. I just need to know how to get everything organized and set up. So I told him how I'd done it before. Next thing I know, he's got a church here in town. And I'm not coming to fight with friends, you know. Then we go to Oklahoma and come back. We're driving by here. It's become a church. That's why I started coming here, because God has spoke to me about this building. And everything. And I know, I know that this dove is in this place. I know it moves around from person to person. But it wants to set on everybody in this place. If you just say, Here I am, Lord, use me. If you just be brave enough to say, Here I am, Lord, He can do the impossible. What you don't think's possible, He can do this. He can fill this place up. To where you'll have to stand in the back till we get more seats ordered. Amen. God's got the ability to do that. Just a snap of his fingers. Who would have thought that last Sunday night a handful of people would send out something that almost a thousand people have looked at? The dove is in this place. And we don't want to offend him. We want to walk before him and listen to him. There's such wisdom when we get in Sunday school and stuff, such wisdom comes out because the dove is in this place that dove wants to walk with you he wants to talk with you he wants to have his being in you if you'll let him I tell you what you'd be better off to hang yourself than to offend the Holy Ghost and I'm not telling you to hang yourself either. don't nobody gonna say preacher told me to hang myself <laughs> please don't <laughs> But if you'll just listen, sometimes he'll speak in a still, small voice. Sometimes he speaks in here. It don't even go through this part because he knows when we engage this part, we mess it up most of the time. Amen? God wants to flow through everybody's life in this place. You're here for a reason, and that's to fulfill the will of God. Speak, Spirit. Speak, Dove. I'm listening.
speak into my life. Speak into my heart. Speak into my being. dove wants to live inside of you. He wants you to listen to him. And he may not tell you to be a rocket scientist. He may not tell you to do anything. But you just every once in a while say, speak, Lord. I'm listening. If you want to speak to me, I'm listening. That's how we get revelation of what his word means is we listen to his spirit. Amen. When I turned almost 18, I joined the army. Running from a calling. I'm in basic training. And finally, I... After a month or so, I went to my drill sergeant and said, I need to pray at night when the lights are out if it's all right. He said, if anybody laughs at you or gives you a problem, you tell me and I'll have their head. I get down to pray that night. And I said, God, I need you to help me get through this basic training. I need you to help me pass all my inspections. God of heaven spoke to me and said, why should I help you? You're not doing what I called you to do. I said, I tell you what. I've been taught about you all my life. But I've got a contract signed for four years. I can't do anything for four years. But if you'll get me out of this contract, I'll preach. not I'm never praying again that's what I said and I got up and got in bed and I really really felt like that was the last time I'd ever pray the next morning we're marching across base to first aid training this young officer runs up and stops stops the parade says he needs me to go with him drill sergeant calls me out said go with him they marched me back across base to a white little white wood church and I walk in there's a lieutenant sitting there he's the priest of the chaplain of that he said private blind I said yes sir he said have you passed all your inspections I said all except for the one where I had KP and I didn't have to take it I have passed everyone have you been in any trouble I said no sir I said he said you done any push-ups I said no more than anybody else so that's what if you if you got in trouble they either have you knock out 20 or 50 and so he said, I don't know what's going on, but I got papers here to send you home. I said, do what? He said, I got papers to send you home. I said, well, do you believe God answers prayer? He said, I sure do, and I told him the prayer I'd prayed the night before. He signed that paper and said, son, you're going home to preach. Two days later, I'm in Fort Polk, Louisiana called that little Vietnam 
two days later, I'm sitting at my living room table with my mom and my dad. And you know, I know who's called to preach. I may not know about you, but I know I got a calling. Amen? Because the dove has told me he wanted me to do something. First time I ever heard God's voice, and he said, why should I help you? I thought, oh boy, I'm in trouble if he ain't going to help me. (laughs) But he will turn his back on you if you want to push him far enough. But he'll come through for you if you'll turn loose and let him. And I don't, I don't want to be the ever-enduring preacher that goes on all night. But I do want to take this opportunity. If the dove has spoke to you and you've not listened, there's room to come and say, Lord, I want to do what you told me to do. And I want to be who you told me to be. And I want to go where you told me to go. I can't count the miles I drove across this country. I've been to Haiti five times. Been to Columbia, South America, traveled 28 states. I preached one time in a church, giving altar call, and the man's deacon sitting on the front row. All of them stood up, and fell in the altar at the same time. If you'll just listen to the dove, he will do wonders that you won't believe. Sometimes, because we hold positions in the church, we think that guarantees us right with God, but it don't. I've been there when, like I said, I've been there when all the deacons repented. And the pastor didn't want to go on with revival, and he's begging me to stay. And I'd already booked something else, and we had to go and finish it and come back. But I'm going to tell you, the Spirit's here, and the Holy Ghost is here. If you want to come and seek him, I'm going to open. The altars are always open. If you want to use the altars, we'll, we'll join with you. But I'm giving you the opportunity to come. And just say, Holy Ghost, I want you to speak to me and guide me. Guide my footsteps. Would you come? Father God, I ask you just to move in this house. If anybody's any questions, God, and you want to use them, just bring them here, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll give you the praise.